gehne milenge reshm how you talk to a child and that's when there is a look in bulbul's eye where she realizes that possibly binodini is in a worse situation than i am welcome to the best parts the show where we get into the heads of the characters we love by speaking with the women who created them I'm Janisya and in this episode we are asking Anvita Dutt straight up about whether Binodini from Bulbul is villain or victim. Warning, we came in with our own biases. There's this popular Instagram quote, we are the daughters of the witches you fail to burn. But girl, we need to talk. Bulbul is an allegory that pitches the angry goddess the Devi, the witch against the brutality of the patriarchy. But like I said, we need to talk about the viper in the basket, the handmaiden of the patriarchy. We need to talk about that bitch, Binodini. And we need to talk to Anvita Dutt, the woman who wrote this incredible feminist fable, Bulbul. Anvita, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. So let's start with talking about Binodini. Um, you know, you don't almost you almost don't notice her in the first scene because she's standing behind the groom, who is you know you're already. kind of enraptured with the horror of the child marriage to the adult man but binodini is in the back and she's disgruntled and she looks bitter already and she's been married to the brother with a developmental delay and uh, she's the caregiver for satya as well that's the impression you get so did you want to immediately foreshadow the resentment that she's being prepped for i think uh, more than resentment what um, most people don't seem to realize is um where bulbul is at at the beginning of the film binodini must have been there a good 10 years ago or 12 years ago she would have possibly been of the same age that bulbul is now when she was married off to mahendra so uh this is uh, she's a child so i would not Uh, you know the, the bitch is a word that which is oft used and by men mostly yes. to describe a woman that they can't get or they can't uh, understand or um, she disturbs them bothers them or um, is not willing to toe the line uh, so she becomes the bitch um, but uh, for me um binodini is the character that i feel the most bad for so her standing over there what i told her my brief for her uh, even for the performance for all of the film was that you are still eight oh that you never grew up you didn't get a chance she never got to be wise you know so she's a child who's standing over there she's been through this she un she doesn't understand what the big deal is and she also knows that this is not a happy day yeah somewhere inherently she knows this is possibly the saddest day for is bulbul for bulbul okay and so it's refreshing her misery when she's standing over there and whatever little um that one call it agency but whatever little um you know um false sense of uh, misplaced sense of power that she's garnered for herself in this house uh, is going to be shaken up Appended, yeah. by a new entrant and she'll have to navigate now new dynamics with indranil with satya with all the people who who 
give her her identity because she doesn't have any of her own. Yeah. So it is it is a petulant child that is standing over there, a miserable, unhappy, petulant child, not a you know resentment filled bitch. Yeah, I mean, I use the word bitch just to be but clear. I know, as, I know, uh, but it it's lovely that you said it because yeah. because uh, th- that's one of the things, uh, Pauli, when she read uh, the script and um, I walked into the room after she was done reading and that's the word that she used. And I was like, no, you can't ache, you can't judge her because I don't. I think she's such a tragic, she's the most tragic character yes. in the in the story. So, and exactly what I said just now to you is what I told Pauli and completely shifted her perspective on who Binodini is. You know, when you said that she's an eight-year-old child, I thought, okay, let's wrap this up, it's over. There's no, there's no more to talk about, honestly. <laughs> oh, but, there's you know, so I much. Want to lovely. Yeah. What you feel when you watch her, you know, uh, like for example, you know, the first time there's like resentment that is. I mean, I'm using the word resentment because that's what I got from it. That she does resent Bulbul a little bit, and because maybe she's upended the entire dynamic in the family. But you know, Bulbul's getting ready to go down, and she wants to talk to Satya and. Uh, Binodini tells her, you know, your toe rings have become loose. And, you know, we've already established the toe rings to control women. And there is a sense of, um, there's a sense of bitterness, you know, like men normally seek to control women. And I feel the tragedy of like Binodini's fate here is that her power is also derived from helping men or a man maneuver a woman into some sort of pliancy. And there is an inherent tragedy. There's a giving up of your agency in that respect, right? So um you the the Chuprehna scene you know is my revelation of what bulbuls like what I said bulbul uh, Binodini's past is uh, exactly what uh, bulbul has gone through and much worse is what Binodini has gone through because she had uh, zero agency now she has been brought into this house and been married off to the uh the lesser brother. She's the choti bahu. Yeah. yeah, she is, and uh, and it's it's a bizarre, cruel twist of fate that the men are identical, yeah, in their physicality, but completely different in terms of their power. Yes, um, and uh, what kind of who is the head of the family? It's clear. It's Indranil, and in twins, I mean, it's a moot point which one is the older one. But just because he is. He is uh, mentally superior, supposedly. He is the elder one, right? And uh, what she is doing is she has been handed over this lesson learnt by rote. Okay, that this is what you do and things will remain okay. okay. How do, So what Mahindra did to Bulbul, uh, he does to Binodini every night. That is horrific. What um, Indra Neel, in those days, what was In child marriages, they would get married at this prepubescent age, um, eight, ten, five, even. And they would, uh, if the family was an important family, the child was sent at that very age to the, the in-law's house and she was brought up over there. Okay. And uh, otherwise, they would be sent when they reach puberty. So, when they're on 13, 14, those days it was later. Puberty yeah. used to hit later. So around 14, the girl would be sent to uh, the in-law's house. In this case, 
they have grown up over there. Yeah. Like just as Bulbul Binodhani's gone there. And then what, so they would be in that sense, it's still horrific, but uh, they if they've hit puberty, that means they can bear children. That means uh, you can have sex with them, right? And so that's how long you would wait for the girl to grow up. That is what Indranil must have done with Bulbul. But do you think Mahindra would have had the mental wherewithal or the maturity or the understanding to have waited? Chances are Binodhani was five or eight when he did to Binodhani what he does to Bulbul. Yeah, I told you this movie has made me so angry and now it's making me even angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like the horror that is un, in our, not articulated, obviously. So uh, understand Binodhani, uh, for her to make sense how she must have cried, how she must have screamed, and there is no mother to run to, and she would have been given dolls and silks and jewelry and told that, you know, just you know so just hush now little child it's 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 here here's a pretty pretty sparkling toy for you now uh, and, and she's kind of replaying that with bulbul in some ways right? so what she's, exactly because what hap- what she knows no better she's not educated she doesn't read uh, she's not exposed to the outside world yeah. okay uh, so she is the only way uh, I think that stops her from, one would say, going insane, snapping, or making sense of the grief and the trauma and the physical brutality of being married to Mahendra and uh, lack, complete lack of agency. What does she do? She makes little islands of power. Yeah, She's always dressing up. You know, that is her thing of because that's what, oh, this is a terrible night. So now if I put this into perspective, now that I've told you that possibly she was given the jewelry and the silks every time something happened with her, something terrible happened with her. Uh, now revisit that scene when she tells Bulbul your two rings are here. What is she doing? She's looking, wearing jewelry. She's... Possibly she the... lipstick on her. Yeah, she's just like making herself look beautiful. That means possibly... Last night, something terrible happened. How can she... She's hurting so much. And on the face of it, what it looks like to her is that this girl is freer. Bulbul still still doesn't have agency, but she's educated. She has a notebook in her hand. She's writing a story. She's going... She has a playmate. For Binodhani, like you said earlier, Satya was a responsibility. She was a mother to Satya when she was barely a child. And then she was foisted with this little girl. Now she had to look after her as well. Correct. And she, she had to look after... Take care of everyone. Everyone. Yes. The house, yeah. the Without men. even the power of being the matriarch. Exactly. She's still the choti bahu. Exactly. So, what would she do? It's that thing of... Uh, without even meaning to, we get bitten by an ant, we do that. You know, a mosquito, we swat it. She's hurting. Yeah. That perceived freedom of Bulbul will hurt her, will pain her. Yeah. So she she is going to lash out in whichever, it's, it's perceived power. She's her way of having power is this. That I have Indranil's ear, I can tell him something and yeah. she'll get scolded. Correct. 
she has no intention of uh, letting what happens to Bulbul happen. You see her reaction when she hears her scream. You see her reaction holding on to, trying to wake up, you know, when Mahendra yeah. comes and lies yeah. down, she yeah. tries to wake, wake him up. There is fear, there is anger for Bulbul. But also for herself. For also for herself. So the part where she tells Bulbul, you know, anyway, we didn't bring a dowry. All right. But Bulbul and then therefore Binotini as well, their childhood is almost like a dowry, right? They have paid like the harshest price. And even though she's been placed in this uh, position of being a caregiver, there is nothing nurturing about her. Maybe it's because of the upbringing or, you know, not having been shown how to be nurturing. There is an element of everything being transactional because she has to create those islands of power. Now, I do think that, you know, we are taught to suspect the woman who shows no nurturing side. There is a, you are playing with the audience. I've I said this to you personally, privately earlier that, you know, you have left the audience being very uncomfortable. You're happy to leave us there. And, uh, you know, it does generate some sort of resentment. And uh, it's a very difficult thing to express. It's very difficult for the average human being to be empathetic towards a woman like this. And... I'm just curious, um, is this something that you find fascinating? That women being presented without this obvious nurturing side or this little bit of that moment where you're saying, oh, this is a redeeming quality here. You know, we do sanctify um, the mother, you know. Uh, it's because uh, we've reduced her to that. This is all that she is. Okay. Uh, and therefore, she is kind and understanding and wonderful, and which basically means that she has, uh, she doesn't have a mind of her own. She doesn't have wishes. She doesn't have desires. She doesn't have ambitions. Anything, even today, um, I mean, with women like us, when I talk to my friends, however wonderful mothers they are, and however great um, wives they are, and if they are working. There is always guilt. Where does that guilt come from? That is in our conditioning. It's coded into our DNA. Yeah. Now, are you, uh, so I like to show women who, who are not mothers. They are the other. And uh, and if they are mothers, they needn't be perfect because of the conditioning, not because they are um, malicious bitches. No. Yeah. They because. Uh, yeah, degree nahi milti hai. Yeah. Every other job that you do in the world, uh, you have to train for it. You I have to this. have experience <laughs> for it. You have to have an educational qualification for it. Being a mother, you become a mother because you've had sex. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's one of the most difficult and the most important part and most soul sucking also you you know it's, it's, like it's to facilitate very everyone. very hard forget about forget okay i'll i'll take away even the operational stuff of being mother which is bloody hard mm. uh, i'm saying just the responsibility of another human being uh, in the process of being made mm. you know uh, who they will become so much of who they will become and how they will behave is how they are um, treated by their primary caregiver. By that, I don't mean that the primary caregiver is like from this something out of a bad fairy tale and is treating, locking them up in a tower or whatever. But 
but uh, mothers, because they are tired and unhappy and don't know any better, do lock their daughters up in towers. Yeah. Sometimes it's to do with, um, this is how you should do in your studies. Because all that they want them is to do is, is to succeed. Or, or this is how you should conduct yourself. This is how you should sit. Why are your knees apart when you're sitting? Why are you running like that? Why did you scream so loud? Don't laugh so loud. You know, uh, sometimes it's just tiny little things like that uh, that can change the way that you're going to uh, think when you are in your mid-30s. Hmm. So, uh, yes, um, I just like to show women who are real, stripped away from the roles that have been decided for them. And uh, I don't like to show them um, acting out the roles the way it has been decided for them. Mm, who made you God and let yeah. you decide that So because you're not playing out any sort of presenting any expected behavior and if there's a discomfort on the on the receiving end then it's on the receiving end to deal with it yeah as she's taking these you know she keeps trying to create these pools of like these small oases of power or you know of comfort she takes information from one person to the other she says oh you know she tells satya she did this and then she goes and tells bulbul you know i didn't say anything you know he just turned up and everything you get the feeling also that she wants to belong you know and that is something that struck me. Uh, that, And now it makes sense after talking to you. Like she's just been looking to belong. And if one person showed her true um, camaraderie or true support or true sisterhood, she would be a much more pleasant person. Or she, you know, I think the insecurity and the lack of belonging makes her come across as being so unhappy Because she's deeply unhappy. You know, it's like um, colony-level politics, which, I mean, in Bombay context would be the society-level politics. That person who says, who's like, unki pipe drip music What is it? You're trying to uh, uh, gather power for yourself. It gives you a false sense of power. Yeah. That I am involved and I can impact. Right through the film, you're so aware of the fact that, you know, women's responsibilities are usually at odds with the fulfillment of their own desires in this kind of a structure. And, you know, that whole part where uh, when Binodhani is dressing up Bulbul and comforting her after that scene or whatever, you know, you're there is a misunderstanding. In the beginning, you think it's a sisterhood sort of a situation, like sisterhoods would take care of each other and they protect each other. And maybe she's doing that. But she, there is also the impression you get that she's reminding her of the importance of the status quo. In some ways, she's kind of explaining to her that this will fall apart even worse if you challenge it. Is that something that, is that reading correct when she's, doing that. I know that she's reminding her of her own trauma. But yeah. there's also the thing that I'm sorry, but this is just the way it is. And you have to suck it up. In a strange sort of a way, she is trying to protect Purbul. Which is why she slips into, like I said, learnt by rote lines that have been fed to her. Okay. 
she is saying what possibly her mother-in-law or the other older women so in the family. So she's not reliving her own trauma to she tell is, her that, babe, just, I've been through this, now you like, have to go through it's this. It's like a, it's a lullaby that has been taught oh. to her. So she is doing to her what was possibly done, done to, to Binodhani the first time it happened. That somebody must have come and wiped her. Somebody must have put fresh clothes on her. And somebody must have told her, Hush. Does Bulbul understand at that time? She, she not in the beginning. When the, you, it, there is a penny drop moment because yeah. first she's just looking at her like she, what anybody would think. Oh, you're telling me to shush so that the status quo yeah, is not right, rocked, right. so that you know you are safe. Mm. You know we need these men and we need this house. And at one point in time in the lines, the the almost uh, a sing song way. It's a poem. Yeah, yeah, almost. it's like yeah, a, yeah. Gene milenge, resham, yeah. How you talk to a child? Yeah. And that's when there is a change. There is a look in Bulbul's eye where she realizes that uh, possibly Binodhani is in a worse situation than I am. Yeah, there's a lot of horror in that situation for sure. But it is... Uh, so it is, yeah. So she is she, she's reiterating the status quo in some ways, but she's also reminding her that this has happened to her. And yeah. And she's not doing it deliberately. She's not saying, oh, you know what? It happened to me. It's, like it's a no. muscle memory sort of It's a muscle memory. Yeah. She just... So in her, it's like a subconscious thing that when there is a child, because hmm. for her, Bulbul's a child, right? Yeah. When there's a child uh, who's been uh, brutalized, yeah. this is what you say. Oh my God, this movie's getting even more scary now <laughs> than it was before. <laughs> so there is this, you know, there's the violence that is wreaked by women on women in the service of men. You get that thing. Like when the little boy comes and he whispers to Bulbul that, you know, the father's second wife has thrown the mother out and she killed herself. So Bulbul deals with it. If Bulbul had not realized this and she would have maybe assumed that Binodhani caused her harm, would someone like Bulbul have like taken revenge on Binodhani or made her life difficult? Or she's beyond that. That is where that evolution has taken her. Yeah, the evolution is actually all of us realizing the need for sorority. We don't have to and we might not love every woman we meet. Okay. Uh, but we can understand them. And therefore, we will find it harder and harder to judge them, hurt them, harm them. We'll have a lot more empathy. If you have empathy for yourself, you will have it for other women. Because in different ways, they are parts of you because uh, in different colored silks, they've all been told that, uh, here now, what a pretty girl. <laughs> now you yeah. do what I tell Here's you. Here's the box. Here's the box. Really. Yeah. So the threshold, you know, the that, that, that film, but you, you cannot, Bulbul cannot because Bulbul is a symbol. And uh, therefore she cannot, however toxic, she will not be able to harm a woman. So Bulbul herself, she's subjected to violence in different ways from all three brothers, right? There's the rape, then there's the beating and even the burning of the forest by Satya. But with Indranil and with Satya, you know, you do get the sense that Binodhani instigated some of the violence or she did kind of do this thing where she 
did some jugli here and she did some stuff here <laughs> yeah. and you know would indranil and satya they're not great men but would they have been as jealous or as vicious without binodini's manipulation oh yes they generally don't need help from women um sooner or later they would arrive at it because their sense so let me put it this way um satya burnt the forest because he felt that there is an evil and i have to be the brave man who saves the world uh but how his real cruelty is when bulbul says you know when she says that tum sab ek jaise ho and that he doesn't need help from anyone because even before binodini has said anything to him the very first time that he sees he gets binodini into the house because, because he sees he, to, yeah, he sees her with dr sudhi yeah yeah and he can't no parda which is which is a, a symbolic thing and parda still exists in in india in our society she's sitting with her feet up with her feet in his lap when his feet in his lap that man's hands are on her feet oh my god yeah. it is so of course he's torn because he doesn't know that it, whether it's jealousy because he would have liked it that ownership is there the men in the house she belongs to the household yeah and it's also that She, she's a witch right in that moment she's a witch she might not be the churel that he knows or understands but she's a witch she's transgressed of course he doesn't know that she's sitting there because he's a doctor the doctor's checking her feet yeah he just sees it for yeah when jumps to conclusion but would you put any give give binodini any sort of um blame not blame responsibility Don't say blame. Let's say responsibility. Pinodini, yes, she's had a terrible childhood. Yes, she's been brought up. You know, she's just frozen in time, and that inner child and everything is there. But life also teaches you things. I'm not asking to blame her, but I'm saying there is some sense of responsibility. Surely that she does. You know, she'll say something, and she'll be like, "Pan banao." <laughs> It's like, too. oh yeah, great change of topic. You know, She's Vinita. just too sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Uh, <laughs> Pan banao. Yeah, oh, like, so cute. She's um, so. Uh, She's literally stabbing someone in this scene. Yeah, Pan banao. I know. You know. <laughs> the big, big eyes and all. Yeah. It's just too sweet. Um. <laughs> So I, I see. See, uh, do you remember how how Bulbul? Re- I, I, it actually, I instinctively reacted like that. We <laughs> yeah. both laughed. That's exactly what Bulbul does. Bulbul laughs. Yeah, She's laugh. delighted by her. <laughs> She's like, "You're so cute." <laughs> Yeah, you're just like foolish an and cute. You're, you're an so idiot. Mean. Yeah, you're just an idiot, and it doesn't work. You know, it's that thing. Yeah. But in the, on that day, it worked. There are days when it works. So, what it does is, uh, if I was to take the pan banao moment only, <laughs> uh, two things. In the past, when she does that whole, when we go into the past from that moment, it is a lesson that we uh, do not allow anyone, and that could mean. Uh, Uh, like I said, women are as much a product of patriarchy as men. Are. Of course, uh, do not allow that to rock you from your path. Right. It also so for me like um, Indranil. 
महेंद्र सत्या सुदीप आ वन मैन ओके बुलबुल बिनोदनी वन वुमन ऑल ऑफ आस हैव बुलबुल एंड बिनोदनी इन आस सो इट इज ऑल्सो वेन आई एम आई एम लाइक यू सींग मेकिंग हर रिस्पॉन्सिबल पुटिंग द ओनर्स ऑन हर फॉर डूइंग स्टूपिड थिंग्स इट्स रिमाइंडिंग अस टू वॉच आर स्टेप that we don't do this to anybody but that lesson only comes when either some hard lessons have to be learned when we before we come to that realization it also comes from such a basic thing when we learn to love ourselves yeah. when we learn to own ourselves up and say okay this is not the uh, running through the daisies jigsaw puzzle that i was uh, with a little cute kitten at the side that i decided my life was going to be uh, it mostly has the scary canyons and ab- there's an abyss somewhere there and all of that um and a lizard or whatever <laughs> uh and it's made up of not pretty shiny tinsel colored like a unicorn vomited kind of color mm-hmm. it's it's dusty and gray and murky and made up of broken bits and pieces maybe even a cap of a toothpaste tube or whatever but it's my jigsaw and this is who i am so the moment that jigsaw clicks into place what is binodini binodini is the unicorn vomited must protect that unicorn yes. hold on to that and that makes you petty and fighting and you're yeah. clawing your way into a reality that is not even real it's something and that's been told and she's not thinking three steps down she's that's not. the thing i think that she's is not. that is one thing you get that she's looking to belong and she's isolating herself actually by doing it's all of penny this penny wise painful yeah, she's yeah. she's really that so it's uh, it's a warning to all of us to just settle in breathe look at yourself and say ha ye main hu and this is nice and when that happens the binodini in you quietly disintegrates she is suddenly shorn of her hair and her silks and she's fine she's beautiful whether she's wearing a shada sari and sitting there with no adornment or with spectacular colors yeah. or whatever so we want to be she's can, the same yeah, person she doesn't change for binodini now look at me turning it around now Okay. Okay. So that's my mission for today. <laughs> yeah, I have to convert you. You accomplished Anvita. Well done. I'm feeling bad that I judged her. Okay. Okay, let's talk about feet. Time to talk about feet. Oh, Now, I love feet. you know the film begins okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the film That's begins. another episode. <laughs> uh the horror of the child's feet being adorned as a bride. That's the first thing that gives you a proper slap. That's true horror. You know what's coming. So talk to us about your love of feet. The symbolism of it. <laughs> the symbolism of feet because boundaries, thresholds require to be stepped over. So in a very very obvious in that sense, we require our feet to move forward. Like they say, you know, um I was doing nothing. I was just standing and my feet twisted. I've strained my ankle. It's possibly because you were just doing something you should not have been doing or going somewhere that you should not have gone. Your body physically stops you from going there. So the threshold which is defined in our story by the men uh, by Indranil and in our lives by society patriarchy a woman has to it and it takes a lot to lift that foot and step over it because now you're going to be hunted branded burnt 
through words in uh, jokes said at parties, double-edged compliments, you're going to be hunted. So feet therefore then become that symbol. First thing that we see in the story are her feet. They are free. She's on the trees. They're dusty. And they're caught by the Pishima and pulled down. The next thing you see, the toe rings are put, the red as blood, Alta is put on her, almost like a foreshadowing of what's going to come. She walks into the house. Our basic symbol, our goddess symbol of her, the goddess walking into the house is the imprint of the feet. Her walking in, never leaving. She has to be submerged when she leaves. So, jute kyuni penti. The fact that she's free and possibly still wants to run around. Everything is to do with containing, stopping your movement towards a future that you will design for yourself. So when you said the thing about the witch's feet being turned backwards, but I try to look up, why is it? Is it, it's a, is it a very Indian law thing that the feet are backwards or is it an... No, is it's it there in two... Uh, no, not all over. It's there in two cultures. I think uh, somewhere Brazil... Also, they have a woman like a the feet turned behind, feet turned back. But it's very, very part of the subcontinent. This particular thing, you know. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the churel. Um, not a not a lot. No. Ah, uh, so That's the a... amazing thing is, amazing in a terrible sort of a way, of course. So women, when they die, even today, when they die uh, due to brutality of sexual or otherwise, they are buried or cremated face down with their feet tied because they believe they will come back because it will be so angry they will come back so imagine post death even to the body you are after doing whatever you have done you are frightened enough of her that you will turn her face down tie her feet up so that she doesn't come in some places in some villages in India they also after burying or cremating they they scatter mustard seeds around the cremation site or the burial site because Oratana Uthegi to Sametne Lagegi. That is horrible. And then she will come back as a succubus, as a demon, and more beautiful, which is why Bulbul needed to be so beautiful, is uh, more beautiful and spectacular. Uh, the thing that you tortured her for, she now has, which is power actually, and that so called beauty or sexuality, she comes back 100 times with more of it to punish you. So that is what a Churel is. So that's why the feet are upset because she's risen from the even though that is... And the feet oh, turn, again, creepy. the feet turn. You are turning away from the path. You're confusing the man. You're facing this way, but your feet are elsewhere. It's so confusing. Why are you doing that? Nightmares for months. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all, of most of us have twisted feet. We are confusing. That is a nice way of looking at it. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, her relationships, okay? Binodhani, uh, she has to be Mahendra's carer, his protector and his bedmate. And when Mahendra goes to Bulbul and he pulls her hair and Indanil tells her, control your husband. He tells Binodhani, control your husband. You know, there are, um, this is in the real world, you know, we have seen marriages, at least I have and I'm sure you have, where uh, women have been married to men with significant developmental delays, cognitive disabilities, and um, it's a very uh, transactional thing. They're expected to care for them. They'll have a child. And it's very dispassionate. It's very pragmatic. This aspect of the story, her marriage to Mahindra, did you have any reactions from, you know, audience or people who were reading the script? In fact, uh, yeah, the, some people took offense 
uh, and I said, actually, it happens a lot. So logically or historically speaking, uh, we have enough in many cases, we've seen it around us. It does happen and it's terrible for the woman because it also says um, that, you know, purani because whatever his sexual energy is dispelled on this girl and therefore he'll be calmer. And, uh, oh God, just talking about it is so disturbing. It is disturbing. Um, it's a very horrific part of our real society. Actual, so, not in the story. Yeah. Exactly. So I said, it's a terrible thing and I want to show it. That uh, people react like, oh my God, that's so disturbing. Oh, you shouldn't have gone there. Of course. People said I shouldn't have gone there to, to the rape. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have gone there. But then, um, but then what to do? I'm a chudel. <laughs> I did go there. So my feet are twisted, sorry. <laughs> I'm the woman you tell me shouldn't have gone there, I'm not listening. Um also because because it bothers me and disturbs me, it's there. Everything that bothers me and disturbs me or hurts me is there. That's why I tell stories. And um things that give me joy, I live them. The others I put on paper. Save it all for us. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's that. And also, like I said, in a weird sort of way, Indranil Mahindra, which is why they're identical, they're the same man. The part of them that is educated, thinking, intelligent, Satya, they in different ways and forms still revert back to uh, the dark ages when it comes to their women. Um and Mahindra, the, the, the part of them that is capable of, that is incapable of uh, making either coherent cognitive decisions or having empathy mm. or just in some ways, like you said, delay. Samaj nahi paate hai. So that is also tragic in that sense. Mahindra is the one that I judge the least. Of course. Because of course, yes. he is... Re- reacting without being aware and strangely in men that is the part that is that that is the part that you have to hold their hand and sit down and very gently try to explain to them that is the job of mothers and friends and sisters again women of course because the men are not going to do it they don't have the wherewithal to teach them the part of the man that just doesn't understand the one that is the most dangerous is satya because on the face of it he knows everything and says the right things at parties yeah exactly <laughs> and hangs out with friends and is a great friend but when you have a party at home he's ordering the booze you're ordering the snacks so it's it's might hit very close to home for many people so it's it's all the part that needs to be taken care of, the part that needs to be taught a lesson. And everything it exists. And it's, yeah, and I think it also explains to you why society can be cruel to men in a very elaborate, like the cruelty that is inflicted on Mahindra by the marriage as well. It's terrible. It is not something that is articulated. Binodhani um, and Indranil, are they having an affair? Are they bedmates? Is that what is happening? It's um, calling it an affair would be making it really fun and exciting. No, it is not that. Uh, she's being used. Uh, she's in that house. She is, like I said, she doesn't even belong to the food chain. Uh, she's used. She takes care of the kitchen and the house and Mahindra and Satya and uh, Bulbul and Indranil. And not even the buddy bahu. 
Yeah. She doesn't even get that. Not, yeah, the matriarch. Calling someone a matriarch, it's very few cultures mm-hmm. and very few, within those cultures, very few families actually, actually follow that. Uh, you'll but notice even, that um, in most households, it's, it's matriarchal society. The woman truly becomes a matriarch when she, unfortunately, like Binodhani, is a widow. Oh, that's true. And even Till like, then, she listens to the husband. Yeah. So, yeah They're painting mostly... such a grim picture of men and women, guys. This Don't is... worry, we will cheer it up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just like, all men are terrible. No, they're not. They're amazing. Some of them are Dr. Sudeep. Yeah. Last question, you know, about these guys. For me, there is, one of the tragedies is the fact that there is a lost opportunity between Binodhani and Bulbul. They could have been cohorts instead of the rivalry that patriarchy puts between them. And I'm saying if Bulbul is the Devi, then who is Binodhani? Let's go back to the witch lore now. The maiden, the mother, the crone. Binodhani is actually... When it comes to being a husk, is a crone. Unfortunately, has not garnered the wisdom of a crone. The story and leaving the relationship the way it is, uh, is actually um, an opportunity for women to feel disturbed by it, feel sad that there could have been a sorority and then make it happen in their real lives. It is a missed opportunity. It You're is right. Opportunity. You're right. But it is just some some things through stories that you want to say ki agar nahi karoge to aisa ho jayega. That's perfect. That's absolutely correct. Well, that was very enlightening and <laughs> I'm very still disturbing. That this is a very very grim podcast. <laughs> it's like all men are terrible and women are witches and they have twisted feet and terrible people are being treated very badly. This is but there's jewellery. But there's jewellery. Yeah, man. And with that, I loved it though. I mean, I felt it was like slightly grim, but also it had a little bit of a... And how apt. We're <laughs> talking about a fairy tale and it was slightly grim. <laughs> it was, yeah. I'll take it as a copy. But you know, the original Brothers Grimm, if you That's know, exactly I why child, I said it. <laughs> somebody left the original books in our house, not the... Not not the Disney-fied versions. So that's the real world, kids. <laughs> Sorry, but we've got to have. But the witches have spoken. <laughs> and with that, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was fun just talking about uh, Bulbul after such a long time. Thank you. If you've reached the end of the episode, hey, we love you back. Please follow, rate, and review our podcast. This podcast is a TS Studios production. Sound design, mixing and editing is by Pranav Ratra. Associate producers are Bhavana Goni and Aditi Patel. The podcast art has been designed by Neha Shikawat with marketing collateral design by Hitesh Sonar and Denise D'Souza. The creative director on this series is Shrishti Malhotra and the executive producer is Carla Bookman. Special thanks to Island City Studios. This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios, the production company that brings the Swaddle's point of view to original podcasts and films.